0: Well, hello, White Sox fans. How you guys doing tonight? Welcome to another edition of White Sox Daily Live. My name is Ian Eskridge, and I'm here with my co-host, the Danny Miller. How you doing, Danny? Uh,
1: you know, trying to uh, get through an, an evening of watching uh, Cy Briskey, uh just shut the White Sox down, although uh, here in the bottom of the six, White Sox are... Uh, showing some signs of life with two runners on base uh throw ish pulled man off the bag and uh tim anderson gets uh gets himself an infield hit i'd probably be ruled an error by getting the foot pulled off the bag oh maybe not i don't know i think this one might go to replay but anyways uh other than that doing well tired you know holiday weekend uh had your boy worn out i uh did as i intended and uh lit up the neighborhood on uh saturday evening had uh quite a few people over and uh you know we enjoyed the uh the independence day weekend as we should have how about you man how you doing
0: doing all right you know uh i mean besides the fact that uh yeah that's that's an out um yeah uh yeah i'm doing all right you know the uh I had day off on monday so that was nice um but uh, yeah, busy couple of days at work, and uh, back to the weekend, and got a little bit of work this weekend, and that's about it. Doing I mean, some shows? Yeah, I'm doing one, um, doing one on uh, Saturday. So yeah, it's nice to get out, you know, out and about, and go do some fun stuff for for change, and uh, yeah, you know. Um,
1: yeah, be part of the, uh, the outside world instead of, uh, you know, just go into the, uh, the J-O-B and, uh, you know, nothing wrong with, uh, doing the family man thing and taking the boys to the games and, you know, practicing baseball and all those other things. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to, uh, get out and be part of the rest of the world as well too, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, especially with, you know, how, how much, uh, you know, like work and, um, uh, constantly, uh. Doing uh, baseball stuff, you know. So, absolutely, to do non-baseball stuff is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Uh,
1: you know, especially when uh, you know not, and I'm not just talking about you know your uh, your son being involved in uh, baseball, but especially with all the work that you do for uh, White Sox Daily here with uh the ML, MLB updates and of course this uh m l b club which we uh watch struggle mightily against uh less than stellar pitching uh which seems like just about every series we we let a a, a four and a half plus e r e guy uh just make our hitters look ridiculous it's
0: literally uh, once in once a series at least
1: yeah, it really is. It's been like this all season, you know. And like you and I were talking uh, pre-show here, uh, it it doesn't shock us anymore to see this kind of thing. But at the same time, it doesn't like it doesn't make it any less disappointing to watch this team struggle so mightily against guys that they should be absolutely annihilating. And then you know the home record, uh, a team that you know was supposed to be uh, playing in a, in a hitter's well, maybe not a hitter's ballpark, but a more than hitter friendly <laughs>
0: ah, It's ballpark. Friendly for everybody else. So I mean I don't see why it shouldn't be yeah. considered hitter friendly. It's just not hitter friendly to us because all we do is hit singles for the most part. I mean, we got lucky yesterday and got to see a few home runs. But uh yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And you know, they have they've shown some graphics during this game. Uh one of which was uh early on in the game talking about chase rates for uh the White Sox and the Detroit Tigers, and it was the top two teams, or maybe I should say bottom two teams. I mean depending on how you want to look at it. These are the two teams that chase pitches outside of the strike zone more than any other teams in baseball. Uh and that ought to tell you something about uh why these two offenses are uh lacking in the uh run scoring department.
0: Yeah. Um want to say that the Tigers are one of the one of the teams who are either tied with Jose. I'm trying to think Jose Abreu has ten home runs and leads the team. And uh, I looked at it. Uh, I think I looked at it this morning or yesterday and there's only like two or three teams that that either have there's one that's worse and then there's like one or two that are tied you know, with 10 and it's just, uh, I mean, when you look, you know, in New York and Aaron judge has got 30 home runs and it's not right. the all-star break yet. And our most, <laughs> the, the home, you know, the hitter with the most home runs on the team is Jose Brave and he's got 10. It's, uh, um, right.
1: it's pretty sad. Yeah. It's, and he, and it's, you, you look at this lineup up and down. And you think to yourself that there should be four, five, very possibly even six guys that have the potential to have ten home runs at this point in the season, and we've got one. Uh and then the next guy on you know leading the White Sox in the home run department is a guy who's only played part time this season so far. Who is uh now uh on the ten day uh IL in Mr. Jake Berger. So yeah, uh pretty disappointing to watch this offense just flounder. Yeah,
0: I you mean know, he hasn't started it, in a week anyway, you know, like in a week and a half anyway. Right. So
1: Right. Well, you know, you knew that was gonna happen as soon as uh Gavin Sheets came back up. You know, Tony's gotta play his uh his guys that uh he wanted to start the team with at the beginning of the season, and as long as they're available, he's gonna play them. So you're gonna see the Leary Garcia's the Josh Harrisons, the Gavin Sheets. You know, you're going to see those guys out there running around the outfield when they don't belong in the outfield. Ah, uh, you know, it's a shame. And as the White Sox get healthier, you know, we just—if that ever really is a, a true statement, to be honest with you—if it ever becomes a true statement. But as they as they get healthier now with the return of Eloy, are we going to see any change in? his philosophy on playing these guys that don't belong out there. Uh, if tonight's any indication, possibly, but, uh, you know.
0: I don't know, Gavin, she can't started th- over Vaughn, so.
1: True, but uh, we can't possibly take, you know, one day into consideration and say, well, this is how things are going to go, because obviously, you know, we started the season out with like 46 or 50 different lineups unique lineups every single game so uh yeah it's it's kind of an unfortunate place to be a white Sox fan right now uh there's really not much to be excited about
0: yeah grimtall says uh bray is having a down year by his standards and he is by far the best offensive player well yeah that's uh he's how about this is he's at least the most consistent plus player that this franchise has had in in a while and uh he said did vaughn need a day which is entirely possible i know that his uh that he was having issues um i don't know whether it's a leg or his back or whatever the heck it is um but it's always something you know it's like everybody on this team there's there's always something i don't know if uh you know they've got uh a really bad um you know, training staff as far as like giving these guys some relief from some of some of the, some of the injuries. I I, do, I don't know. I'm like I'm at a loss for words. It's just it's constant, and uh, it is it's depressing. You know.
1: Yeah, I just I think back to my years at where I can. You know, let's say the average age of of a player in baseball these days is what like twenty seven. Ish. You know, when you, when you take in all the, you know, the 20 and 21, 22 year olds that are out there playing and you take into consideration all the, you know, 38 and 40 year olds that are playing, I think it's probably somewhere between like 28, 29, 30 is probably about the average. player. and I think back to myself at those, those ages and I don't remember ever feeling like I couldn't be myself on a fairly regular basis every day and I just you know that I need to take a day off in the middle of a, a or day mm, not too often to play the you know the children's game uh I would have given my left arm and I'm a lefty <laughs> I would have given my left arm to be able to go out there and play every day
0: yeah I just I don't I don't get it you know um Same for me, you know, like every once in a while, I'd get a pulled muscle in my back or something, but I mean, you know, (laughs) Grimtal says when I was 27, I was hung over every day and was living on two hours of sleep. You know, I mean, like the thing is, is that I'm not saying that, you know, if you weren't a hundred percent, but I mean, even being able to, uh, you know, not being able to function to the point that you're not going to be better than Larry Garcia.
1: Right right
0: very valid point right there very I mean you know point. he was uh he did get the big hit yesterday so uh oh, um, it's
1: twice in the last week where he gets the big knock to either win or tie a ball game you know uh Tony LaRusa has been waiting for that moment all season long and you know two and a half months down the road from now when Leary's still hitting under 200, he's going to go, but don't you remember that? Do you remember those two times? He's putting some
0: really good swings on the ball. I mean, have you seen his at-bats?
1: Have you seen his at-bats? Yeah. He got on base. He got on base. Uh, You know, he had some eight and nine pitch at-bats. Have you seen?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, that's true. I will say he has been seeing some more uh, pitches this season. Um, You know, he hasn't been striking out as much as he normally does. So his K rate is down, which, you know, like I said, I've said numerous times, well, kudos, man. I'm really happy for you that your strikeout rate is down. Um, However, your strikeout rate is down at the expense of actually getting hits and getting on base. So, I mean, what 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 are we celebrating here?
1: I think Tony said, "Oh, he put the ball in play."
0: Ah, very good, that very good. The,
1: he put he put the ball in play. That was the other thing he said during that little uh, exchange post game in the locker room on the road. Uh, he put the ball in play. Did you see his at bats? He put the ball in play. You know that is to be yeah, commended. Well, you know what? He put the ball in play. Great. Now hit it in a hole. Hit it over somebody's head. Do I don't you know do something? Yeah. Do something. And, uh, you know, the folks that are going to be out there are going to say, well, he did do something twice in the last, you know, week or so. Well, whoop de doo
0: And they were singles. <laughs> yes. Which is, uh, seems to be the only thing, you know, he's, he does have a couple of home runs this year, so good for him on that. But, uh, you know, still something that's been a problem for this team all year long is just uh, the singles offense. And uh you know I think I think I heard the other day uh, I haven't looked it up but I want to say they're like fifth in batting average in in major leagues so yeah. um, they're fifth in the major leagues in batting average however they score like three runs a game and
1: yeah they were fifth in the batting average but I think they were like 26th or 27th in extra base hits yep uh, for a team that's you know supposed to be fairly powerful, that's not a good look.
0: Yeah, not I, I look. don't understand. You know, I, I I legit do not understand. Um, I mean, I've seen it suggested as being swing plane, which makes sense to me because they are uh like I can't remember what the exact number was, but they're. Uh, up there as far as uh, average exit velocity, you know, throughout the major leagues. And yet with all this exit velocity, they lead the entire world in singles and don't have any extra base hits. So if, you know, if you're hitting the ball really hard, I mean, we used to say this about, uh, um, Avasail Garcia, you know, is that he would hit the ball 118 miles an hour. The problem was is that it was 118 miles an hour, four feet in front of him that he would hit the ground, you know, because he's always hitting ground balls. And, I mean, that's essentially exactly what this team's doing. You know, it's just ground ball after ground ball after ground ball. And um, clearly something needs to get sorted out. As far as, you know, the, the swing plane goes and, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, how long are we going to watch a singles parade? And, you know, it's like, how many times can you, can you piece together four singles in a row to score a couple of runs multiple times in a game? So you get six, seven runs. It doesn't happen very often. And, I mean, no, it does thus, not. you see the offensive output of this team is when they're all, all they do is hit singles, they only end up scoring three runs a game. So, yeah. you know, I wasn't the guy who was the, uh, I am also excited that we have two more full seasons of Leori. It is it uh, is very exciting. You know, that is uh Sarcasm. Um, uh, On on a plus note, uh, Yasmani Grandal started his rehab assignment tonight uh, with the Barons, and he is 0 for one with a strikeout. But here's a shocker: he has two walks.
1: There you go.
0: Yeah, and on base machine. Yeah. He is. Uh, they are currently getting shot out five to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. So there is that. Um, Colson Montgomery so, did not start tonight in uh, Winston Salem. So the uh, the streak is holding at forty two.
1: Yeah, you know well. See now, there's a kid that does deserve a day off. You know, uh, unlike some of these other guys that get you know one or two days off a week, every week. Week in, week out. But, you know, I digress. Uh, but you you bring up. Uh... Oh, Lord, I just lost my I just completely lost my train of thought. I, I apologize. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the uh, the Under Armour mannequin walk up to the, uh, the plate here. And I'm really just kind of hoping that uh, he can come through again today like he did yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean. The only run that's scored today is on a Javi Baez home run. So and, you know, in true White Sox fashion, he's batting like two fifteen. And of course that's the guy who's gonna hit a home, you know, not that any of the other guys on the Tigers are really hitting all that far above that. Um but, you know, of course it's Javi Baez and he's hitting two fifteen and he's the one who's putting them ahead right now. And the White Sox have what one hit? So
1: one hit. We're in the bottom of the seventh. And uh Brisky is still under 90 pitches. And uh just I he just he's just making these guys look ridiculous up there. You know, I, I honestly they, they talked about his pitch mix before the game started, Steve and Jason did. And, you know, in the pregame show, Gordon had some things to say. Chuck had some things to say. Frank had some things to say. Everybody was just chomping at the bit to get at this guy. We're going to get The Sox are going to get at him. They're going to get on the board early. They're going to get on the board often. And we not it was Yeah. It was like, you know, and then you start hearing these things and you go, well, he's got a four and a half plus ERA. Oh. Uh, nope. No, I, you know, I thought that one was Michael somewhere. He so hit it pit. high
0: for yeah. a second. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you,
1: you hear all these guys get they say that they're going to get out of quick, often, and early, and, and it's almost like the kiss of death for this team. Do you know
0: what it really is? Yeah, no, it's it's been uh, a thing for 15 years, 20 years, you know. If it's a guy that is... You know, somewhere in the four to five ERA range, and he's not anything special against anybody else. The White Sox won't get, you know, they, I mean, like exactly like tonight, they, get, they got one hit through seven innings. I mean, Brisky has 91 pitches in the bottom of the seventh and Dylan Cease made it 6 innings gave up 1 run 3 walks 8 Ks and gave up 1 home run and the White Sox are losing to the Detroit Tigers 1 to 0 and i know that it's baseball and you know that's why they play the games and you know in real life and not just on paper and anything can happen on any given day like i get that but <laughs> How many times are we going to say this about the White Sox? So, you know, the White Sox go out to San Francisco. They take advantage of bad hey. defense by the Giants. And they score some runs. I mean, not a ton. They still didn't hit uh, – I did they even hit a home run that series? I don't think that they did. I think it was all yep. doubles. It was. And – um you know people were like oh they swept the giants that's what it was that's what they needed they they needed that series to to finally get them running and and get their mojo going and that's what's going to turn the season around and we have said this a dozen times this year so oh this is going to be the moment that it turns it around you know we've we've said this numerous times and, oh, they- and for numerous reasons.
1: You know, you come out and you have a sweep of one series or you you know, you win two or three or three or four in one series and you go, Maybe this is the spark. And then you get somebody who's been on the the IL comes back, maybe this is gonna be the spark. You get a pitcher who throws a gem, maybe that's gonna be the spark. It, there's there's so many reasons. It's so many different reasons for us to say, you know, maybe this is a spark. But
0: please continue. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, so then, you know, they come in with this head full of steam. They're going to come in and they're, uh, you know, going to play the Twins really well. And then, you know, it just it yeah. falls apart for two games. They give up five home runs in a game. Um, they're just getting their brains beat in. And, uh, you know, and then they... So at they get the triple play, the 8-5 triple play. First time in history an 8-5 oh. triple play has happened. And what I, what I said to my son and my wife, I said, you know, the thing that really needs to be acknowledged in this whole thing is that in almost 150 years, there have been... No two idiots on base that were this stupid in a hundred and fifty years that couldn't watch to see whether the ball got caught, neither of them
1: neither yeah really really,
0: and you know i mean we've we've talked about Joe McEwing and his uh full send all the time, you know most outs at home plate and uh stupid. You- you know, and I know that he wants to send guys home. Hey, the Barons just scored a run. JJ Muno Muno. Um I, I you know, I know he wants to send guys home, but I he said that he couldn't see what was going on. So my question is if your eyesight is not good enough to see what's going out there, you know, going on out there in center field. Should you be out there? Yeah, really. And, and you're talking about Byron
1: Buxton. Yeah. I mean, he's, this guy chases exactly. down balls in center field no matter what part you're in. You can put him in one. In, I mean, he plays in a in a pretty cavernous outfield as it is. And, uh, you know, he uh, chases things down out there all the time. And you don't think he's going to get to this ball. You're just going to take off. And one guy sees one takeoff. So he sees that guy running. He says, Oh, well, he must think the ball's dropping in. So I'm just going to go ahead and follow him. And the coaches aren't saying anything to stop these guys. That ball was caught before Joe McEwing tried to send Angle back.
0: Yeah, man. I just, I don't. Uh, it's just one colossal failure after another. And we saw that for two days in a row. And I went to uh, the game on July 4th. I'll talk about that a little bit later, about my experience uh, for that game. Um, but, uh, you know, they get you get their brains beaten up. Yaz strikes out for a second time in the game. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they lose twice, and then they... they have this really exciting game yesterday where Aloy comes back maybe it's an emotional pickup i don't know uh but he hits a home run robert hits a home run vaughn hits a home run and uh you know we had mentioned uh that you know, uh, actually, Grimtall and chat had mentioned that Vaughn had been struggling a bit before the big hit yesterday, which he has, he's gone into a little bit of a slump. And, um, you know, how much of that is related to injuries or being tired or whatever? Like, I, you know, again, well, you mentioned how you old is he? Playing. Well, he's, I mean, Andrew Vaughn has been quoted as saying, if I hit a home run, it's a mistake. Because he's always trying to hit line drives. So if he hits a home run, that was actually technically a mistake. So, you're bad. Uh, way to go, pal. Um, but he, you know, they come out and they have a a, a nice fiery come from oh, behind. Correct. Multiple unbelievable man.
1: Another base running gaff.
0: This team by the White Unbelievable. And this time it was Zabreu.
1: Yeah. That one guy that we were just talking about being consistent.
0: Well, I mean, he's con- generally consistent about the offensive numbers he comes up, but I will say he does plenty of stupid things in the field. You know, he's gotten a lot better at first base, but he's, he's definitely not infallible when it comes to making mistakes. He is definitely, uh, yeah. Oh, Cole Um, you know, he'll, he'll definitely make a mistake here and there, you know, and which is fine. You know, when you put up 30 home runs and a hundred RBIs every year, fine. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah.
1: He's not getting any younger either though. Yeah. You know? Well
0: there, yeah, there is that. And that's something that we should probably talk about because there is a, uh, you know, this is the last year of his contract and that's coming up again. So that's something worth talking about. Um, but you know, they have this game yesterday where everybody's like that's what they needed, that's the spark that they needed, and everybody's super excited. And then the next day here we are you know, you're getting no hit through what six innings? Yep. Against the Tigers and a guy with an almost five ERA. Like, what yep. are we doing here? Like I just I don't understand how you go. From 2020, I mean, I guess, you know, like we knew last year, the second half of uh, 2021, that they were pretty rough. But this is far surpassing what was happening late last year. I mean, just the amount of mental mistakes. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, Tony likes to talk about uh, accountability this, accountability that. Um, but how many stupid plays, mental errors, bad attitude, how many times can you see this kind of stuff and there is no accountability anywhere in that clubhouse? None. Nobody gets sat ever except for if Tony likes the lefty righty matchup that's going the next day. That's the only thing that seems to matter. No,
1: the best way to get sad on this team is to go out and have a two- or three-hit game.
0: That is the worst thing that could possibly happen because you know you're going to sit for at least a day or two.
1: Yeah, it's the best way to get sad. So maybe that's why they don't hit. They don't hit, they don't play. Or they don't hit, they do play. Because as soon as a guy gets a two- or three-hit game, he's going to grab some bench the next day. He needs a rest because he did a lot of running yesterday.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: He was on base a couple times, so he needs a rest.
0: They need he needs a nap. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, It's just, uh, yes, Yermin did get, he did get his, uh, he was made accountable for his uh, heinous crimes against the (laughs) baseball rules. That's hilarious. I we mean, don't
1: hold guys accountable for making base running errors and throwing errors and doing and striking out, you know, golden sombreros. But the guy who gets held accountable is the guy who a dinger.
0: Because he missed a sign. You know, uh, he gets, he gets, uh, he gets benched and then he gets sent to the minors and then he gets released, you know, but meanwhile, you know, Tim Anderson in the, uh, you know, strikes out and doesn't run out the drop third strike. Um multiple awful base running plays. Uh terrible fielding. Um I it's just like the, the list goes on and on and on. And there's there's no accountability there whatsoever. But uh
1: Yeah we got a Jim oh, Bob yeah. appearance here at the top of the
0: Yeah, and I forgot. I also did forget. uh, As Grimtall mentions, that uh, you tag a base runner with a glove with no ball in it (laughs) on your Uh. phantom double play, and I mean, it's just there. There's just so much, and there's just so much to be salty about with this team. And you know, it's like I want them to be really good. I want them to be. And it's as bad as I watch them here every day. I watch them just be awful. And they have, and you know, like, a- somewhat of a, an emotional win or something like that. And I'm like, I get just a little bit of hope. Yeah. Just a little bit. But then torpedoed immediately, you know? It, it's We haven't had, like, a... a I can't believe that we're this late in the season. I think our, our longest loss streak is six. And our longest uh, win streak, I want to say, is four, if I remember correctly. Sounds right. And we're almost at the all-star break. Haven't had, a, haven't okay. had, uh, haven't strung together numerous oh. wins in forever.
1: Oh, Jimmy getting squeezed and the strikes on there. Oh,
0: hmm.
1: that caught all of the zone. That ball got all of the zone.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's like you looked. If you have you looked at the umpire scorecards for the the oh, last yeah. couple of days? Oh, there's yeah. there's been some. Uh, you know I mean, I will say that the twins series it was always for the twins, but it was only usually like a half run so it wasn't really that big of a deal um it wasn't like a huge disparity, but always seems to always seems to rear its head when the white sox are pitching when the the yeah. strike zone starts moving around
1: i uh i try to uh I try to catch as much as I can. Uh, by following uh, umpire score, uh, scorecards on Twitter, and uh, I want to say it's been something like it's close to two weeks now where I've seen one that would actually favored the White Sox in uh, any way, and even when it does favor the White Sox, it doesn't favor them by much. There have just been some really poor performances, and you know, there part of me that wonders like, is there some sort of uh, karma? happening here. H- his has our Hall of Famer baseball person uh, pissed off the umpiring God somewhere down the line. Has their owner had something? Are they still paying back Hawk Harrelson for being so vocal in the in the booth? I you know, I don't know, but it just seems like for years now the the Sox can't buy a call. They just can't. I mean even when we go to New York in a replay and you think, oh, there's no way they there's yeah. no way they could get this wrong. Yep. And then they come back and they're like, "Yeah, no, uh, this one's going to go against you too." Yeah, the Abreu hit by <laughs> pitch the other day. Yeah, I mean it's it just never it, it it never fails. Yeah, and you know I'm not here to piss and moan about umpires because the reality is this team just isn't performing. You know, we can talk about you know the possibilities of maybe umpires kind of taking the wind out of their sails and. And, you know, all those kinds of things, and maybe that's why they're not performing, but I don't buy it. Uh, These are pros. You go out there, you play the game, you keep a level head, and uh, you don't let the umpires beat you. You go out there and beat up on the other team, you know, especially with a lineup like the one that the White Sox have. Injuries be damned, you know. uh, You just expect more. The level of excitement that comes with this team for me, is, is in the negatives right now. And, you know, like you, I go into watching every game with that glimmer of hope. Every single game. I start out, you know, and as negative as we can be sometimes on this show, and it's not that we're being negative. We're just pointing out what we see. We're, we're, we're pointing out facts. We're stating facts. Rational. But, yeah, we're trying to be rational. But, you know, to anybody who's listening, they ought to know that we are diehard fans that want nothing but the best for this team because we want that, that that excitement. That's why we watch. And I go in every game with that hope, like, hey, this is going to be our game. I'm going to have something fun and exciting to watch. And then I sit here twiddling my dang thumbs, watching them get blown out by yet another 5 ERA pitcher. It's twice, three times a week sometimes, whereas, you know, I, I – you know, let me ask you this, so, as I'm on this subject, I saw on the socials the other day uh somebody asked, "Is there anybody out there that is still feeling optimistic about this team? It's still early, and man. yeah, oh it's still early, still early we're uh, we're only uh a week and a half or two weeks away from the break here, or even that far are we even that far
0: no. uh, it's
1: What like a week and a half? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Uh, What is your thoughts? Are you still optimistic for this team?
0: Oh no, no, I'm not optimistic. I would say I'm hopeful that at some point they can manage to assemble some sort of a reasonably competent team. That's what I'd say I am. I'm not hopeful or' I'm, I'm not uh, I'm definitely not uh, stoked about the team. I don't think that uh, what what I just said I, I don't think that that's gonna happen um, yeah
1: no I'm not feeling it either uh you know I'm not giving up on them by any means. you know I'm not gonna say that it's early, but there obviously is still time to turn this thing around. Uh, because, unfortunately, of the division that they play in. And that the division has not run off. You know, the Twins haven't run away with it yet. Uh, The Guardians aren't, you know, separating themselves from the White Sox by too much. It's not an insurmountable uh, force to uh, overcome. But at the same time, I, I, I think that, you know this next uh, stretch of games here, which you know started with uh, the Twins and now against Detroit. You know they have that 19 game stretch where it's all games against the uh, Central Division. This I have to I have to believe is probably the make it or break it stretch for yep. this White Sox team.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, if they do not come out of this several games over 500 and within reach of at least a wild card spot i'm going to call it over it's it's dunzo uh, you know it, it maybe it isn't quite possibly over you know statistically mathematically but uh this 19 game stretch you know we've got what after tonight we'll have uh 14 15 of those left you know honestly if if they don't really put something together here against the division i think it's going to be really, really difficult for them to uh, find that spark.
0: You know, I don't. I don't necessarily think that they have to come out of it. Um, you know, say like fifteen and four or whatever, or anything r- ridiculous like that. I think that if they if they come out, well, if they if they make it to the All Star break and are five hundred. Or a gamer, you know, or a game above. If they can manage to pull that off, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, let me. I'm going to bring this schedule up here, right quick, because I can't. I. <laughs> the uh, minor league system has has got my brain at this particular moment. Uh, Popeye triple, nice gap triple. That was nice. Hustling into third. Oh... All right, so on to um, – what do they do? I don't understand why they do it like this. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. There
1: we go. I see off uh, in the chat here saying that uh, if you're not optimistic, then you need to get off the bandwagon, according to Steve Stone, you know, which I could I find kind of funny because somehow, some way, uh, I was bad mouthing the team on a Steve Stone tweet. And uh, Steve Stone let me know that he was not happy with my assessment at the time, and I saw how some way made it out of that conversation without getting a ban from Steve Stone, which blocked. he has been known to do. Yeah, he's been known to block a few people. Uh, and, you know, I-, I walked away from that conversation without uh, being scathed, if you will. So I, I don't know how I'll take uh, I'll take that little bit of luck for myself. <laughs> If that's the most excitement I can get out of this uh, this baseball season right now, it's not getting banned by Steve Stone.
0: All right. So we've got um, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 games before the All-Star break.
1: Right, and then right after the All Star break, another three game set against was it Cleveland? I believe. Yep.
0: Yeah. Right after.
1: Yeah. With and another doubleheader. Uh,
0: in the second day.
1: Right, and then that ends this uh, this uh, nineteen game stretch of uh, AL Central games. So.
0: Yeah, if they don't come through this stretch, at least a couple games over five hundred. Um and uh make up you know ha- happen to make up like a game or something like that in this in this time period you know if they come out of this and they're like seven eight games back it's it's over you know as as far as i'm concerned i mean i've been i've been obviously we've been very critical of things leading up to this point and uh been chicken little a little bit to you know um to a certain extent but all the concerns are valid and are not things that you generally see from a world series type team you know i mean and that's the thing i mean you're talking
1: about we've been critical and you know chicken little to use your your words and your terminology your analogies here uh but None of that, I'm still waiting for somebody to prove us wrong, you know? None of that is, is shown to be outside of the realm of reality and possibility because, you know, here we are, we're still kind of being critical and it's because they keep giving us reasons too. You know, you talk about the 8-5 the triple play. And we talk about another base running error by, you know, Jose Abreu tonight where he thought it looked like maybe he thought a ball got away from the catcher. But, you know, and then he just stands in the baseline and lets the catcher run out from behind home plate and tag him without even making a throw.
0: Yeah, I, like how he didn't even attempt to get back to first base, he just let the catcher tag him, that I'm kind of uh, wondering. Now, what granted, I, I, did,
1: I did feel like he came out of the box a little gingerly on that swing saw you know and and we've been told that he's been kind of uh feeling some Fine, things you know a lot of guys are feeling some things but you I'm know you got to make some walk. kind of effort yeah make an effort don't just stand there and hold your hand out like please tag me oh my gosh you know i mean we, we when i hear people talk about this team having a lack of heart and a lack of fire that is the pinnacle of exactly what those folks are talking about this guy just stands there I mean, he didn't take a step in one direction or the other. Yeah, uh, it's it's, it's really disappointing. Really disappointing to watch.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um. Yeah, I, you know, you, we're going into the ninth now. And uh, still down one to nothing. Andrew Chaffin's mustache just came down and uh, shut him down. So... I smite the... <laughs> that pitcher's face doesn't match his haircut uh yeah it's true pusher
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah i mean i just uh yeah you know like you said you're you're waiting for them to uh to prove us wrong but you know like the thing oh got thanks for the bits doll steak appreciate it hey How thank you, you guys sir thank tonight? you hope you guys are doing well um what am I supposed to do with these 12,000 channel points? I, you know, I need to, I, apparently I need somebody to, uh, tutor me on how to, uh, how to set up these channel point things. Cause I don't, rem- I don't, I don't have any idea how to do it. So, uh, yeah. So you'll have to tell me how to do it. Even if it's in uh, all caps, like you're yelling at me in a text message <laughs> is fine. Um, yeah, I, <sighs> nobody has proved us wrong. And, You know, for the last, uh, I don't know, I'd say probably like uh, 10 years or so, you know who has made really bad plays and has, uh, you know, series where they come out and they'll win two out of three or three out of four or even sweep a team, but then they'll go into the next series and then just get their brains beat in again for that series, and then the next series they'll lose two out of three. You know who's been doing that for 10 years? The Pirates. The Pirates. Right. you know i mean i mean it's exactly what we're looking at here you know but the 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 worst part about it is is that you see how much talent is on this on this roster or supposed talent i mean we know that there's talent there but how, how about this realized talent and appraised talent are two different things you know or putting it all together at the exact same time or you know even like three four guys putting together something at the same time yeah you know well
1: i'm not convinced that 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 realized talent and appraised talent are all that different for this team right now other than it just hasn't showed up and it maybe you know maybe that's the wrong way to put it but i guess maybe i should say that appraised talent can be realized talent for this team, and it just doesn't seem to come out. Uh, you know, there's just a, a, a feeling of unpreparedness with this team. And, and the fact of the matter is, is we've actually seen most of these guys perform at a much higher level than they have been this season. And I think that's where, you know, our level of disappointment comes in because they're just not getting it done this year for some reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I whether it be uh you know, as as the shirt here says, no excuses, you know. I'm tired of it. You Are know? You? I mean yes, I understand that uh Yoan fouled a pitch off of his foot. I understand that Eloy you know, Eloy has has hamstring surgery, you know, I understand that uh, Jose Abreu's sore. Um but at the same time that doesn't excuse him just standing there being tagged by the catcher who runs from home plate all the way to in between first base and second base and just tags him out that doesn't excuse that it doesn't excuse Tim Anderson getting picked off twice at first base it doesn't you know it doesn't excuse him not running out a dropped third strike it doesn't excuse Adam Engel and Johan Moncada getting tripled off on a fly ball to the center fielder. You know, I mean, there are so many, so many subpar plays by this team. You know that maybe you could hide if you were hitting three home runs a night, but when you have a singles offense where all you do is hit singles. It's not going to mask any of these deficiencies, you know? And the fact right. that Tony La Russa is coming out in mid-July, and his quote in the paper is, well, we're a work in progress. <laughs> huh? <laughs> They're professional baseball players. It's mid-July. There is no work in progress in mid-July. No. You know? I
1: mean, as a matter of fact, it's it's been 13 months, 13 months since this team has really looked like any sort of contender, any sort of team that could even compete in the first round or two of the playoffs, let alone be a World Series contender. 13 months. This isn't, you know, something that's just been going on this season. We've talked about it um, team times here on this show. Uh, we're not the only ones talking about it. Anybody with a, a computer and a keyboard that can look up stats can tell you that, you know, this team's been struggling since last you know, the beginning of last June. You know, middle of last June at the at the very the latest. Uh yeah, this is not something new. We have been watching the, the poop show. For quite a while. And where this work in progress stuff comes from, from Tony LaRusa.
0: Where's the improvement if it's a work in progress?
1: Exactly. Has it been a work in progress this whole time? Yeah, I mean, that's. You know, I don't. There's. I can't believe that I am pining for the days of when we were talking about Nick Madrigal having base running issues. And that was our biggest woe. That was our biggest worry. Was Nick Madrigal can't run the bases. Well, Nicky Three Strikes is gone. And, uh, you know, he's laid up again. So, you know, we can throw that argument out the window for those of you who, you know, want to keep throwing that one in our face. And, you know, the whole things come things with Aloy and, you know, him missing all this time the last few seasons. We can talk about all those things. But the first half of last season... Was exciting to watch. This guy, these guys, you know, even when they were scrapping, they were winning games, and they were they were pulling out wins late in games and staying in it. This team looks like it has no interest in staying in games half the time. They just look, you know, if if a team gets out in front of them early in the game, they look defeated. The minute the team scores on them. And there's a lead, and yeah, we can talk about the you know the couple of games in the last you know couple of weeks where it's been a back and forth battle where the Sox are up three and then they're down one and then they're back up one and are tied and they're going into extra innings, but you just don't get the feel even when those things are happening, you don't get the feel that this team's really scuffling the way a team that believes they can win is scuffling. They're they're eking those wins out. They're not. Fighting for them, tooth and nail, like you know, the teams with fire are. Those are those are almost like the, the you know wiping the sweat off the brow. Oof, it's a relief, you know, kind of games. Yep, right. are uh, if oh, They're yeah.
0: not. Uh... Yeah,
1: they weren't yeah. hard-fought battles. They were. Uh, oof, made it through that one. Yeah. Instead of instead of the hell yeah, we fought for that one. No, that's a, that's a whole oh, you know made it by the skin of our teeth.
0: Yeah, I mean there is something to be said that uh you know Ricky's boys don't quit and that you come back from being down five times in one game to win the game okay that's great um but at the same time every time the team got the lead you know or or tied it up last y- yesterday it was immediately given back the next half inning. So, you know, forgive me for not rejoicing. You know, like I was happy when they won the game, of course, just because I'm so tired of them losing all the time. Um, I mean, it's their first win against the Twins this year. Yeah. You know,
1: I... One in seven tries. One. Yeah. In seven tries.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we uh, you know, we hear that it's a work in progress. We hear that uh, that the team will be fine, that it's early. But the thing is, is that where's the improvement? There is no improvement. There hasn't been any improvement, and we're still watching the exact same product from spring training. You know, like all that, all that stuff that's supposed to get cleaned up as you head into the season, none of it's gotten any better. And, you know, like I know that there's, uh, you know, continuity issues with guys' uh, familiarity playing next to the, you know, next the guy next to him, you know, playing with that guy. Like I get it. But at the same time, these guys are supposed to be professional baseball players. Right. And there are basic things that they have not been doing this entire season that's ended up getting them in trouble and biting them in the butt, you know? So Yeah. Good times. So now the White Sox are down two to nothing to the Tigers
1: in the, you know, in the middle going into the middle of the ninth here.
0: yep. So,
1: you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see if this team does have any metal here in the in the bottom of the ninth, uh, or are we going to get the, you know, Hey, we're just going to go out there. We're going to go through the motions and, uh, we're going to chalk this one up as loss and waste a gem of a game from Dylan Cease. Because that's really what it feels like. Dylan Cease comes out here, throws a, a fantastic, fantastic game. Only gives up one run on a home run, and uh, they just are not going to do anything for him. It's an absolute waste of, a, of a, a gem. And unfortunately, you know, outside of him and Johnny Cueto, we don't see these gems, you know, often enough. So you want to, if if I'm a player in the White Sox. I would want to take this opportunity to maybe I don't know have some heart and put a run on a run or two around the board, uh, you know. And I'm not saying that these guys aren't trying to do their job, you know. Obviously, they are. But uh, there's I don't know. There's just there's a lack of energy. There's there's, there's a lack of. Fire. At least it feels like it from my standpoint. You know, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the clubhouse. I'm not in the team meetings. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but uh, you know, I do watch a lot of games, and there is a definite feeling of there's a difference between when this team is playing well and when it's not. And when it's not, it just looks like you're you're defeated before you walk on the field.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know, you, you hear the. Phrase, the team takes on the personality of its manager, huh. and
1: heard that said once I, or twice.
0: You know, like once or twice, a hundred times. Um, right, <laughs> you know, oh. sleepy is a pretty accurate descriptor when talking about this team.
1: Yeah, I cannot disagree.
0: You know, I'm not, I don't think that they don't want to win. I don't think that they're not trying. Um, I just feel like they're not ready to play, ever. You know, I I just feel like uh, it's just a, uh, you know, half the time they're going out there and just running through the motions. And, uh, you know, there's no accountability from the manager, you know, you know, if you're on this team, you know, damn well that there's going to be Larry's going to be in the lineup and you know that he shouldn't be there or Gavin sheets is going to be there or, you know, like whatever other nonsense he's going to pull, you know, you know, that there's going to be some kind of stupid move made by your manager or he's going to walk trey turner with a one and two count i mean how much of this stuff mentally has to take a toll on this team for them to take this thing even halfway serious when you know your manager is saying oh yeah i take full accountability that was totally my fault you know as we've mentioned here Okay, so you're taking accountability, but what are the consequences? There are no consequences. You can be accountable all you want when there's no consequences. You know? And that's essentially what's happening here. You know? Even if, uh, you know, like uh, when Lucas Giolito, you know, he's going out there and he gives up five home runs in a game. And he's like, I just got to be better. You know, I'll own up to it. You know, I pitched badly today. I just need to be better. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not like he's not going to pitch his next start unless he's hurt. You know, same thing with Tony La Russa. There are no consequences for anything, that you know, for all the stupid things that he does. You know, you've got Rick Hahn on on a podcast talking about uh, when a move was made in the game. He punched a file cabinet. And... You know, I mean, I'm sure that there was some discussion had, but has anything changed in that time period? No. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. that's it's exactly what Grimtall says. What are they doing to get better when they say I've got to be better? I don't see any difference. You know, I mean, well, Gino's you know, last start was was much better. His, his last two actually
1: better. were pretty good. Yeah. And, and he did say, him and, and, and Ethan Katz both did say that they had been working on a mechanics thing. Uh, if the last two starts are any indication, hopefully that continues to be, you know, the trend of him going back in the right direction. But when you talk about the manager, Tony La Russa, and you talk about him saying that he's going to take, you know, he's taking the blame squarely on his shoulders for a lot of things over and over again. The problem is, is if you're owning up to making that mistake, and then you go out and you make that same exact mistake a game, two, three games later. Really, how much accountability did you take for that mistake? Because right now, it just sounds like fluff for the media. I'm just going to say what sounds like is the right thing to say, yep. but I'm not really going to change anything. Yep. I'm just going to tell you what I think you want to hear, but I'm going to just keep doing me. Yep. And then, like you say, you know, when, you know, know, when if these meetings are being had behind closed doors... What is actually being done? We're not hearing that. And we all know that the White Sox play their cards close to their chest. It's always been their, you know, their MO. But, you know, honestly, I would would venture to guess that two-thirds of the organizations in MLB would probably have sent this guy packing already.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. You know. There's Joe McEwing would be other, gone. Daryl Boston yeah. would. Actually, I would say probably neither one of those guys would have been here for, for as long as Tony to already. assimilate into his, into his crew. You know? Right. Like, the, the amount of just, like, nonsense that this team does with their hires and who they keep and who they don't. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it half the time. You know, like Alan Thomas gets fired, but they hire some guy from in the in the organization. I'm, you know, I don't know if this guy's any good or not. You know, judging by this off season and that the fact that there are a lot of injuries in in Major League Baseball, and the White Sox are actually like, you know, in the middle, towards the you know, like maybe the top half of the middle. Um, you know, uh, this year. I just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, there's there's just so many backwards things done by this organization um, as far as that stuff goes. Hiring practices and, you know.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's been talked about over and over again. Uh, White Sox Twitter talks about it. You know, all the socials talk about it. We talk about it. But the level of loyalty that our owner has to incompetent people in his regime uh, is is confounding. It's 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 absolutely befuddling. You know, uh, like I said, not just Tony Larusa. You bring up, you know, Stuper Joe and Debo. You know, and there are others along the way. You know, over the years that we can say have probably overstayed their welcome. And our manager says, well, you know, or our our owner says, Well, these guys got families to feed and giant mansions to uh pay mortgages on. So we're just gonna keep them around. And and if we're not gonna keep you in your current role, we're gonna we're not gonna fire you, we're gonna promote you.
0: Yeah, we'll put you in a different position. So that way you'll still get a paycheck. So I mean, you know, and there's something to be said for that. Like that's you know, If people do for you, I understand the fact that you're going to keep them, you know, you keep them employed, uh, you give them a job, you know, in some other aspect. But, like, the thing is, give them a, a job where they can't hurt you or don't leave them in the same position. If Joe McEwing keeps on getting guys thrown out at home plate, then why do you have him as your third base coach still? Uh, Yasmani Grandal, uh, RBI single in the, uh, bottom of the ninth for the Barons. So he is one for three yeah. with two walks. Not a bad it's very day. nice. Yeah. Um, Pusha Robot says everything is terrible for the Cubs. Actually, I disagree. They've actually, uh, they played really well against the Brewers the other day. They beat Corbin, uh, Corbin Burns, or what's his name? Not Corbin Burns. Uh, yeah, Corbin Burns, right? Corbin Burns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking Corbin Burnson uh, or whatever his name is, uh, Roger Dorn from Major League. Um, yeah. <laughs> they beat they beat uh, the Brewers uh, pretty good the other day, and also uh, in the, I think it's the last 14 days, the top player in Major League Baseball worth 1.0 WAR is Nico Horner. So not everything is bad, and uh, you know Ian Happ's been doing pretty good, and uh, what's that, uh, P Wizzy? He's not too bad. He's got 17 home runs. I mean, at this point, like if Patrick Wisdom is batting 275 for you and hitting 30, 35 home runs for you, like you got nothing to complain about if that guy's doing that. Ooh. Hey, we got a run. Signs of life. Yeah, well, couldn't have done this in the, uh, I don't know, fifth inning, fourth inning. You know, like what are we doing waiting until the bottom of the ninth? Telling me that uh, Bo Brisky, Bo Brisket, is uh you know that that great that you just couldn't get a base hit off of him until the seventh inning or whatever it was. But you know, you take those. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, hopefully they can manage to pull this out and they actually do start to show signs of life as a team. I just don't uh I'm not convinced yet. And it's gonna this, take it's this gonna was take the some spark. Time. Yeah. It's gonna this take some the time for you know, it's uh As the song goes, it's going to take a little time. A little time, think it over. You know, it's going to take me a little bit of time to, you know, feel confident in this team as not being just a complete and utter train wreck. Didn't the White Sox prevent McEwing from interviewing with the Mets for manager? Good Lord. Uh, There was that rumor floating around. When was that, though? That wasn't just uh, this time, was it? Just that wasn't just no. this season. Before the, I was going to say, uh, like, I, I can't no, imagine fact, them I hiring uh, that... Joe McEwing was... over uh, Buck Showalter. Yeah, could you imagine? Uh, it was this yeah. offseason. Holy cow!
1: Oh, yeah. was it? Didn't he have a chance to interview twice though? Before <sighs> it was a couple years ago. I, I don't, don't remember. Maybe I'm. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the Mets. It was somewhere else. But I feel like they uh, they've kept him out of the conversation more than once.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I would take Buck Walter over Tony Larusa any day of the week. Any day. Absolutely. Of the week. I would have taken him before would have taken him before Renteria. I I would have as well. And you know, like the uh, the other one that I would have uh, that I would have really liked to. Uh, have around would have been ron washington he didn't win with with texas a and he did do the uh the uh cocaine thing and got in trouble yeah, for there's that. that however the guy is a phenomenal coach and fundamental teacher and what is one thing that this team has lacked for years fundamental baseball skills
1: the guy's had some of the best – I mean, he's taken some no-name players in his uh, coaching career and turned them into some outstanding infielders, especially. Hey, the infields that this guy puts together are pretty stinking phenomenal most of the time. And, uh, you know, when we look at the White Sox defensive woes, the way they've been the last couple of seasons, don't you think you would have maybe liked to have a guy like
0: that in your back pocket?
1: You know? I
0: don't know. Well, I see. i just think, a – you know, saying – part of the problem here is that the guy that you're relying on for talent ev- evaluation of your manager is the owner of the team right who is also, you know, from all accounts that I that I've heard, he is a very nice man. However, holy
1: Christ Jose.
0: <laughs> Hero ball. No.
1: Yikes. I mean, he just said, ah, you know what? 0 2, I'm swinging at this next pitch. Yeah, not You got to know they're going to throw you some garbage on 0 2 in the freaking bottom of the night. They're not going to give you something Eesh. to hit.
0: Yeah.
1: With second and third and down my run. What on earth were you even thinking? See, now that's the kind of thing. That's baseball IQ 101 right there. It is. Where you got to know, yeah, pretty much I'm taking this pitch.
0: Yeah, because I mean, they're but there's, not
1: going to give me anything to hit.
0: He, You know, he's playing hero ball as a uh, Jose Abreu will do which is when he tries to throw the entire team on his back and pushes way too hard and that's that's what ends up happening when he's playing hero ball most of the time
1: i mean i i can't be mad at a guy for wanting to be the hero in the bottom of the ninth it's what every kid dreams of you know when you were 9 years old and you were doing the and the crowd goes wild you know we all did that two outs in the bottom of the ninth down 1 but, uh, you know, it's 0-2. Yep. And you're a professional. Yep. you got to know. They're not going to throw anything close to the zone. Pretty much. Uh, and that's ball, yeah, game, ball y'all. Ballgame
0: is over. Lost 2-1 to one to the Detroit Tigers after just having that emotional victory. Um, the spark, yeah, if you I will. I mean, I just... Uh, yeah, no, Grimtall. I know. He got a ring with Atlanta, but he didn't he didn't get a ring with the Rangers when he was actually the managers, what I was right. referring to. Uh yeah, a bloop over the second baseman would have won the game. And he hit that one, uh he did fight that one off Oppo. you know, Oppo, but it went foul. Um, as far as Abreu goes. But uh yeah, Aloy relying on him to win you the game. Despite the game that he had yesterday, I wouldn't have, you know, tried to rely on Aloy to win you, at that, win you the game at that point. Um, but yeah. White Sox baseball, man. White Sox fever.
1: Oh, they give me a fever, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely feel like sick. A,
0: yeah, it's kind of contagious. Fever, you know, the kind that uh, has you sit out of work for two weeks minimum. Um, <laughs> so... I went, this, COVID. <laughs> COVID. Um, I went to the game on July 4th. The Sox gave me COVID. COVID. I went to the game on July 4th. Obviously, everybody around the nation has heard about the, uh, the Highland Park thing. Yes. Um, so there was extra security, but not really at the White Sox game there was extra security presence outside of the game because they hadn't caught him yet. And, uh, so I got there an hour and 15 minutes early and walked to the end of the line, the end of the line. Uh, I went from lot B through lot a, uh, and then down 35th towards, uh, the expressway and then along parking lot, a down the expressway towards the loop. um, It took an hour and five minutes to get through the line, to get into the park. And then once I got into the park and you know, all the white Sox fans that go to these games understand, you know, like they know exactly what I'm talking about. Took an hour, you know, a stadium giveaway day. So, you know, there's a bobblehead. So the lines are super long. People camp out from like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, they'll show up for a 7 o'clock game, you know, just to get this bobblehead. And uh, so it took me an hour to get from parking lot B to the front gate. And then once you get to the top of the stairs after you get in, oh, well, guess what? Now you've got to get rescanned. 50 yards away from where you just got scanned. So you can prove that you belong on the first floor of the park. So that was another, you know, 10 minute wait, you know, waiting there in the line, 15 minute wait, whatever it was. Uh, Basically what ended up happening was we got to, we, we hustled on the concourse during the national anthem and didn't pay any attention. and just kept on walking so we could get to our seats for opening for the first pitch.
1: Yeah, not to mention you did not get a bobblehead after waiting in line for an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes to get to your seats.
0: Because they gave away 12,000 bobbleheads, which equates to uh, 37% of the attending audience of that game, uh, which was 32,400 or something, and they gave away 12,000 bobbleheads.
1: But your but your owner is not cheap.
0: On July fourth,
1: on the fourth when of you July. know
0: that there's going to be people at the park, he gives away twelve thousand bobbleheads, and you know it, it equates to thirty seven percent of the people that came into the park. So it's like, what are we even doing yeah. here? I, I about just,
1: five thousand of those twelve thousand bobbleheads can be found on eBay about twenty minutes later. Yep. So thanks, exactly. thanks to the jerk offs. Uh, And yes, if you're one of these people, I'm calling you a jerk off for getting in line early and bringing seven of your friends and taking pictures of them at your seat saying, hey, got a bunch. Hit me up if you want one, y'all. I'm only charging 60 bucks a piece for something that I just got for free while everybody else behind me didn't get one. Yep. Yeah. You're the guy I'm going to tell to uh, GFY. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's a that's a classless move.
0: Uh, Grimtel says I'm going to go play video games. I'll check y'all later. Don't let this team ruin your week. All right, man. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks Appreciate for hanging out. Know, you
1: know, yeah, sorry, we're uh, we're so uh, crotchety here, but it, you know it's hard not to be. I with mean, them there's when just, you watch what we just watched. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's I've got so many things to to mention. You know that. You know, when it comes out here, it sounds like I, like, uh, you know, again, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, we are fans. I want nothing more than for this team to succeed, but uh, I still have a lot of. Uh, things there is to always the Dodgers, yes. Yeah. There's always the Dodgers. That is true. Um, mm-hmm. So. It's a, that's a different Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we finally get to the. Uh, Finally get to our seats. Uh, I got these great seats from uh this guy I know. And uh fifth row, right behind the uh twins um dugout, right next to the uh exit of their dugout, you know, where the uh the ball girl goes through the net over there. Uh fifth row. Great seats. Uh Mr. Coltony, uh John Rudels, he got uh Gio Urshela's autograph on a on a baseball. And hey. uh yeah no it was cool i mean it was like great seats uh the unfortunate thing was that we uh were then forced to watch that game um which you know a bray you hit a home run so that was nice i was getting hot dogs for uh my boy and his uh his friends when he hit the home run uh which was awesome um and then uh one of the unfortunate uh, things that they did, you know, it was a fireworks night that night, July Fourth, oh, obviously. Yeah. So because of Highland Park, they canceled their uh, they canceled their fireworks. Um, and they had a moment of silence, which is great. Um, one thing that I did notice, though, is that when we were driving home after the game, you know who didn't cancel their fireworks? just about every suburb on the highway on the way back. So we still got fireworks on the way back home. It just wasn't uh, at the, at the park, which is kind of a bummer, but um, yeah. Yeah. It was just a, not, you know,
1: you know, that whole Island park Hanging. situation it, that, that situation, it's, it's sad uh, that in this day and age, you know, you can't, you can't feel comfortable taking your family to a parade because, you know, some whack job is going to go out and do something like that. Uh, it, you know, and it, it, unfortunately, they say that, you know, the whole saying, one uh, one bad apple spoils the batch. But, uh, yeah, that was a tragedy. You know, I saw uh, a video of a kid sitting uh, – on the curb waiting for the parade to go by and then all of a sudden people are running and screaming in the background gunshots, gunshots and freaking out and he's screaming for his mom you know as they run away. Uh, it was it was shocking to actually see that that little video clip that I saw you know you you, you kind of picture things in your head but then when you see that you go wow uh, and it, it is extremely sad and unfortunate but uh, yes it is. You know, the White Sox doing what they did. It's not like uh, you're not going through, like you said. You're 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 going through security at these games. Uh, everybody is going through a metal detector at the game. I don't understand what canceling the fireworks show in a stadium that's supposed to be secure.
0: Some sort of really of does respect, apparently.
1: Other- is it you know solidarity? Is that what yeah, that is? I mean,
0: I guess I you I, know like I don't and I don't even really have a problem with what they did. I'm just simply pointing out that nobody else really did. Um, I know that there were uh, a couple of suburbs like uh, I think Saint Charles canceled theirs. There were a couple of places that canceled theirs that had them on July 4th. But yeah, I, I mean, I
1: think the, a couple of the neighboring towns of Highland Park, which I get, you're in the vicinity. That's a whole different yeah. you know, that's a whole different thing. But. You know, it just seems to me like a, a baseball park was probably one of the safest places to uh, catch a, a fireworks show on Independence Day. So, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, sad. I just don't understand why the White Sox would do it. I it, I don't feel like that's any sort of sign of respect. But yeah. you know, maybe the team, the team saw it a different way. I don't know. I guess.
0: I, I you know, I heard some people saying that they should have canceled the game altogether and whatever. And I uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I you know, there's that whole thing of uh, living in fear and and whatever, um, which is uh, you know not the way most people want to live. Um, but you know, I my my whole point was about all of the all of the things that caused that long wait. Guess what would have happened had that not happened that day? The exact same thing.
1: It would have all taken right. me
0: it would have taken me an hour and fifteen minutes to get to my seat and I would have gotten there right at first pitch, exactly the same way. Absolutely nothing would have changed. And you know You have thirty nine thousand plus
1: seats in that stadium. Why do you not have thirty nine thousand bobbleheads?
0: Yeah, I don't know, even 30, 35,000 or 36,000, you know, like, I mean, what? Right. it just, it didn't make any sense to me, and, you know, like, you know, we, we've, I, I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned it before, but, you know, like, you watch, like, uh, you know, if you watch a Dodgers game or if you watch some other team's game, you know, they're giving out 30,000 bobbleheads, 40,000 bobbleheads, you know, it, it goes to, like, the first 30,000 or first 35,000 people socks can't even get to 50 percent twelve thousand I mean like I said it's 37 percent of the people that came and it wasn't even sold out you know so like yeah. I, I just don't and it's
1: 65 percent of those of, of those 38 percent you know half of, of at least half of what uh, those people that went and got ballletss put them on eBay yeah didn't even want them I want the money it, yeah Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I see.
0: You know, I see uh, people, uh, you know, doing giveaways on on Twitter and stuff with with that bobblehead. You know, so they're not keeping it either. You know, not that I'm blaming them for for using a promo for you know, you know, promotional
1: stuff it's for, so for their stuff.
0: That's fine. I totally get it. I'm just simply saying that, uh, you know, what are we doing here, guys? Why? Why are we handing like? Why even do the giveaway? If you're if you've only got twelve thousand of them, just sell them at the garage sale for the next ten. Years. I'll tell you. You know. I'll tell you what. If
1: this team keeps playing the way it is right now, you won't have to have any worry about that. Yeah. Is uh, attendance will start to sink after All Star break here?
0: Yeah. No, that's for sure. Um, probably be extra leg room at uh, at the park come. Uh, Late August, early September, if they're uh, if they've tanked, um,
1: yeah. Well, it, it's the, the it's early, folks, that are still hanging on. To it's early because they're out there. I've seen them. It's it's still early. <laughs> they're going to be
0: gonna, They're going to be people that don't go to the games,
1: right? Um, and you know, there but there's less and less of those people around, and uh, I, I I imagine that uh, rightfully so. You know, there's going to be less and less people in those lines here. Rather quickly, it's gonna it's gonna come up here pretty oh, quick. Not on the giveaway. Unless days. Unless there's a turnaround
0: on the giveaway days, they all come out of the woodwork. Oh, we well, that's us. true. <laughs> um, yeah, I just you know if you go to another park, if you go to another baseball park, uh, you know we've gone to uh, my family. We've gone to the Nationals. We've gone to Cleveland. We've gone to Pittsburgh. Uh, I went to the Cubs White Sox game like a month and a half ago and when i went to that game there my buddy walked up with his phone his season ticket holder walks up with his phone scans his tickets and we literally just walked in there's no metal you know there's no like uh there's no wanding there's no uh you know like big you know recta- you know big rectangular door frame that you have to walk through because they've got technology that's from this century The White Sox don't have that. They've got tech from, like, 1987. Right. And the fact that he's not paying for the stadium other than taxes, he doesn't own the stadium, the fact that the procedures for getting into a game are that poor that I mean, wouldn't you think that trying to get people into the stadium as early as you can so you can sell them as much stuff as you can so they can spend as much time as they want inside the stadium looking in the gift shop, buying beer, buying hot dogs, you know, making you money. They can't even do that right. Yep. I mean, it's just, this is what I'm... Saying when you're relying on your talent evaluator in Jerry Reinsdorf to hire your manager wronging a right from forty years ago with a guy, you know, who shouldn't be managing, clearly. I mean, we've been watching this, it's not it's not working. And this is the guy who's hiring your manager, making you know, making decisions on what needs to be done with the ballpark. You know, I mean, it's 100% possible that they are not in charge of that particular portion of the entrance into the park. But the thing is, is that if it was, you know, if they saw this stuff on social media where they see, and it's, it's every stadium giveaway day, you know, there's people take pictures and there's just lines, you know, from one side of the parking lot to the other, you know, behind home plate. There's you know around to the expressway coming in through uh you know third baseline it's just it's the same same thing every time and if it was a big deal to them and they cared about the fan experience more so than just sending you a survey in email form asking you if you uh you feel like you uh can relate to the players or that you know who the, you know, like what kind of music the player likes and like stuff like that, that nobody cares about, you know, like that's the stuff that you get in the emails. They don't, you know, it's not like, uh, Hey, what, you know, we know we screwed this up. You know, like, what do you think we, you know, like what do you think that we need to work on? It's like all social media stuff. You know, it's not stuff that actually matters, and you know that they see this stuff on social media. You know that they look out their window of their office area and they see these lines going down the street. And if it's the city's responsibility to take care of this, the uh, security entrance protocols and read, uh, you know, buying new technology. If it's if it's their problem, the White Sox should have brought it up to them and said, "Hey, you guys need to." F- you guys need to fix this because it's making it really impossible. I mean, and this is like, you know, not to mention getting to the parks, a pain in the butt and getting out of the parking lots is a pain after the game, you know, it's like all choke points. You can't get anywhere.
1: Even though the, the, the stadium is owned by the state and that, you know, the committee that put that whole thing together, Mm. uh, I do believe any renovations slash any money that goes into the stadium is supposed to come from your owner. And as you mentioned, you know, he's not paying for that stadium. Uh, The state and city paid for that stadium. Our tax dollars paid for that stadium back in 1990 when it opened up. Uh, And the deal he's got, I think, goes for a couple more years now where, you know, he only has to pay taxes. And that's the thing. He's not even paying full taxes on it either. Yeah, he only has to pay taxes people. when it when attendance is over a certain number, which yeah. they have not hit in forever in a day. Uh, so you know, all this money that he's bringing in is going directly into the uh, uh, the Comforts. ownership groups. Yeah, the ownership groups pocket, and you know, and then there you go. We, I, you know, it is what it, I'm not going to turn this into a long rant. Yeah. You know, you've made all the points already. I'm just kind of piggybacking off that. I agree with you. Something needs to be done. You know, uh, you want to portray yourself as a first class organization and reality uh, kind of uh, do the exact opposite. And it shows, you know, actions speak louder than words. So, you know, I am going to take on the, uh, the, the old saying, of uh, Missourians and uh, to, I'm going to ask you to show me, show me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I saw something on Twitter and I'll just end this, uh, this whole thing um, with this is I saw somebody mention, what do the white socks do? Right? Well, push a robot. Damn you. That's rude. <laughs> Um, guy, guy on Twitter said, uh, you know, Jerry is, uh, trying to, uh, you know, he's loyal to a fault and he's trying to wrong a right from 40 years ago or, uh, right or wrong from 40 years ago or 30, sorry, uh, 36, yeah, 36 years ago, whatever it was. And, um, the whole thing is, is he's being loyal to this one guy, um, who, yeah, I understand is his friend and everything, uh, but the fans who have been supporting this team and paying money to him to see this team for 41 years, I believe, uh, longer than he's owned the team regardless, um, or as long as he's owned the team in many cases, um, no loyalty there whatsoever. No, none. Which, these are the, these are the people that line your pockets with gold. Yeah. yeah. And these are the people that have
1: given you an organization that its valuation is over $2 billion, you know, a hundred times what you spent on the team
0: on a $19 million, uh, investment. So, yeah. So, I mean, we just go ahead and, uh, ended on that cheery positive note. Um I'm hoping uh that n- on Monday cuz we are going to go back to the normal Monday time next week. Yes. Um we just uh this week got all screwed up because of uh 4th of July. Um uh, but hey, I at least I got to go watch a uh, bad baseball game instead. Um, but uh you know, Uh, We'll be back on Monday, and we'll talk some White Sox baseball. Hopefully, we'll have something, something positive to talk about. Hopefully,
1: oh, wouldn't that be nice?
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for a positive change because we haven't had a whole lot of positive things to talk about. I mean, I can sit here and rattle off numbers about how Josh Harrison's been great since uh, since the beginning of June, and that's cool and all. uh, But you know, him getting his average up from. Two hundred to two seventy five in a month. That's that's awesome for him. Uh, however, uh, it hasn't made any, you know, like not much of a dent in the win loss column, because, you know, really no that's the only number here. I want to. It's that's the only
1: number I want to talk about these days. To be honest with you, you know, we 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 beat up on the numbers here a lot, and I shouldn't say we beat up, but we we use them. Uh, to prove the points that we make here on this show. And, uh, you know, in reality right now, the only number I am concerned with is what's in the in the win-loss and column. Yep. And uh, it's not looking good at the
0: moment. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. Um, you know, we'll stick it through, and I'll still be a White Sox fan, but I tell you what. Uh, Absolutely. As I've mentioned before, If I didn't have minor league baseball to watch, I don't know how much baseball I'd be really watching. I mean, I'd still watch it, but I don't know if I I definitely wouldn't be like uh, planning evenings around uh, watching the baseball game. That's for sure. Um, You know, honestly,
1: uh, you know, real quick, I know you're trying to finish the show up here. But uh, just this past week, the wife and I uh, decided to watch a couple of movies while baseball games were on. Because quite frankly,
0: relaxed,
1: huh? the, the both of us were getting pretty tired. And my, my wife is a, is a big White Sox fan as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, she doesn't quite get into it as much as I do as far as the numbers games goes. Uh, she kind of laughs at me a little bit about that. I'm a nerd, you know, whatever, uh, which probably makes you even bigger nerd. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. You know, it got to the point where it's like, do we really have to watch this again? And she even asked me that exact question at one point this week. And I said, you know what? No, you're right. We don't. Because quite frankly, I am not entertained at the moment. So anyways, I digress.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, a good way for me to put it is I am mentally and emotionally fatigued by this team. Yes. Uh, just with the amount of letdowns that have been happening, so you know, I mean, I'm I really I really wanted to turn around. I don't know if it's gonna. We'll find out. Um, Oscar Colas in the uh, futures game. Uh, so that's awesome. Um, Lenin Sosa has been out for uh, since Saturday. He's got some uh, ankle discomfort or whatever. Or uh, Our guy, uh, Dan Victor, put that out on Twitter tonight. Um, Colson Montgomery, 42 game on base streak. He's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, Yasmani Grandel started his rehab assignment today and uh, got an RBI single in the ninth inning. Came up clutch, had two, uh, two walks as well. So he was on base three times out of, uh, out of five at bats today. So that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, you know, let's hope something uh, good happens. Uh, I think tomorrow's the last... Is tomorrow the last day to vote for TA for the All-Star game? If yeah, really I believe. So uh, is it
1: noon? Noon tomorrow? Yeah, that, that sounds or about four. right. Or it, it's, it's four? It's tomorrow afternoon sometime.
0: Yeah, so we'll see what, uh, see what happens there. Um, if he doesn't make the All-Star team, and Bo Bichette does, despite the fact that all of his numbers are better. um, That will be a travesty, of course, um, but hopefully it puts a chip back on T.A.'s shoulder uh, that he's been missing for the last two weeks when he's been hitting two fifteen and not driving the ball and uh, generally just looking completely out of it. So hopefully that uh, gives him some sort of a uh, focus point to... Channel all his energy into destroying the enemy. I'm hoping. Um, Yeah, I'm uh,
1: hoping something happens. I don't want to get reach the point where I'd rather watch nine-year-olds in a ping-pong tournament. Hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably... I mean, you know, if you put on, like, real pro ping-pong, I might be willing to check that out for a little bit. Um, But I'd probably rather watch baseball. Um, (laughs) All right, so uh, this has been White Sox Daily Live. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Daily White Sox. Uh, You can find us at whitesoxdaily.substack.com. Also, uh, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, The link for our YouTube is in our Twitter profile. Um, Hasn't been as much content on there as of late. Um, I should probably do that a little bit more. Um, but this will be in podcast form tomorrow. You can find on all of your podcasting uh, sites that you grab your stuff from. Uh, my name's Ian Eskridge. For my co-host, the Danny Miller, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks for hanging out in the chat. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks.